Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Shit Show Chronicles. Did we agree? Yeah, because we weren't going to say the shit show. Show? The shit show chronicles? Adventure? A agenda? Something like that. It's a good thing you remember, because I certainly don't remember what the name of my own special edition podcast is. I'm just kidding. Welcome back uh, to another edition of the Shit Show Chronicles, a miniature uh, version of the Two Drink Tim. Uh, I'm basically doing some free therapy here, uh, trying to get all of what is inside of me out into the world uh, as I try to process the thoughts about a second after I say them. Uh, I want to make that very clear that, you know, again, uh, just, you know, for the sake of uh, attorneys and everybody involved, uh, including myself and Alicia Castleman, right, um, that this is just my opinion. These are just my thoughts based upon the things that personally happened to me and my reflections upon them. Some of them have been well thought out. Some of them are spur of the moment. Some of them are just crazy. And I invite you, as always, to do your own research when it comes to the situation. Feel free to reach out to Alitia Castleman and uh, get her side of the story. Because I'm sure, as a proud, independent woman who hates men now, she will tell you all of the things uh, that I have done wrong in my life uh, to her and how it has just been terrible and how uh, I'm only able to date broken and shattered women. Because, you know, that's what my ex-wife, who left me unexpectedly... Uh, thinks, right? My thought, immediate response is like, well, I dated and married you, so are you saying that you were broken? Who knows, right? That's for Oprah to decide, not me. So, dear listeners, when I last left you, where were we? Oh, fun times. So, my wife, Alicia Castleman, Alicia Alethean Kahneman. Sorry, I haven't done the voice in a while. Maybe I'm out of practice, right? Uh, she has left me. She has, uh, upon leaving me, has agreed to pay half the bills uh, on the house, uh, you know, mortgage, all, all, you know, utilities, all that stuff, uh, until the uh, marriage is finalized. We have tried uh, to reconcile. We met twice uh, without a counselor. Uh, the first time went okay. Um, didn't really address anything, was more of a, I'm going to drop the dog off, get more of my crap out, and then we're going to argue back and forth about the reasons why I left. Uh, the second session, was, you know, we started kind of going down that path, and it was like, well, let's just, if we did break up, let's just hypothetical. And surprisingly, we were able to come up with a list um, of crap uh, that we all wanted to take with us. And, you know, she, lucky for her, she had 90% of it out of the house, right? Because that's what you do uh, for the first time when you have a major uh, disagreement. Not, not the first major disagreement, but that's how you resolve problems, right? You run away from them. You leave and abandon them with no notice or warning, right? You give the guy the old, uh, I don't remember, who, who's the one that stabbed uh, the guy back in Greece, uh, Greece, Greece days, is that even a word? It is now. I just said it. Uh, whoever the person was that, was it Brutus that stabbed him in the back and uh, Caesar? I don't know. Somebody in Greek mythology gave a hug, stabbed a guy in the back. Maybe I'm just thinking about Gladiator. Maybe I just got Russell Crowe on the brain because it's been a minute, right? Uh, who knows? But much like that, got the old Judas hugging, stab in the back. Uh, I go back, come back from my poker game. Everything's gone. She's gone. Two-line letter. Already addressed that. Next day, find out that half the money is gone. And by the close of business, that following day, less than 24 hours, 
after Alicia Castleman abandoned our marriage, uh, she hired a lawyer. So we do the reconciliation. We're trying that. That's not working. We have a meeting, uh, you know, like all classy couples do in the middle of some diner. Uh, she, 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 not me, she says she does not want to stay married. She said, you know, and I say, okay, well, based upon this, then I'll hire my attorney uh, and I will go and, you know, just, I guess we're done. We're done, we're done, we're done. Uh, so I call my friend, who's kind of been my guidance through this. I explain it to him. He's like, man, it really sucks. And, uh, yeah, there you go. So that happened. Um, so now i got to start telling the world, right? Be, and it's left on my shoulders because Alicia Castleman, of course, is gone, right? When she ghosted on me, she ghosted on everybody on my side of the family and friends, I mean, the guy that was my best man in the wedding had to be our arbitrator, if you will, or our intermediary, kind of relaying, uh, you know, questions and checking on people back and forth. By the way, spoiler alert, he would be rewarded by that loyalty, or for that loyalty, uh, by Alicia Kassman, by one day uh, ceremoniously being unfriended on Facebook. Now, I know. I know you're thinking, Tim, that's not a big deal. It happens all along. Here's the thing. This guy was the best man at our wedding. Had come down to Austin one time when we broke down, like replaced our batteries, had done that, right? And he was the one person, the one person that Alicia Kassman reached out to to ask to check on me. So she asked all that of him, and then when he disagrees with her uh, posting or has an issue with her, right, then suddenly, I'm sorry, we can't be friends, and I'm sorry I disappointed you, and you don't know the real Tim, and, and all those things. So this is the type of character of the individual that we're dealing with now, which is kind of crazy. And to be honest with you, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, it still was shocking to everybody involved. And now, the worst part of it is, now i got to start telling everybody. So, um... The first people I think I tell, I can't remember if it was that day or, or the following day, um, was my parents. So, uh, and this will kind of be funny to tie in with the whole best man story in a second. Um, so, yeah. So, I make the drive out to see my parents, and I go sit down, and we're talking, and it's kind of nervous energy. And I don't know if you ever had to do this before. I pray none of you uh, do. Uh, but if you do, you know, it's... For me, it was really tough because it was like I, I felt like I had to go in front of my parents and admit that I was a failure. And what was worse is that we're a two-time loser, right? Because it's the second time uh, that I've been married. And it's like, man, I just can't seem to figure this part of my life out. And it makes it really difficult to do that when people just abandon relationships and responsibilities suddenly with no warning. I guess that's why they call it abandon. Um, so I go out there. And I start pouring my heart out, and to my shock and surprise and gratefulness, I guess, um, my parents are totally cool with it. And they're like, Tim, it happens, you know, uh, my parents have been married and divorced multiple times, so it's not, you know, we're just repeating the cycle, you know, no problem. You, you're on number two, wait till you get to number three, which I'm like, uh, I don't see that ever happening again because now I might have just a few trust issues when it comes to, to women I mean when your first wife cheats on you and she's walking out the door and your second wife abandons the marriage 
you kind of are like, maybe I need to take a moment in the lady department. But here's the other reason why I come to find out my parents were okay. Um, and something I didn't tell you. So the Friday, Thursday night, Alicia leaves. Friday, we do all the whole drama with the lawyers and all that stuff. Well, Sunday, we had already planned on eating. So when I showed up Sunday, I was like, hey, sorry, Alicia couldn't make it because insert bullshit excuse. The reason I did that was because I didn't want to, if Alicia and I decided to reconcile, I didn't want to start telling my parents that she had left for them to create a negative impression of her or for them to, you know, think the worst of her or be mad, right? Because parents just like friends and family, are going to be the ones that, um, you know, protect their children. I'm sure her fa friends and family hate my guts because that's their job as her friends and family, just like my friends and family probably think less positive than her. So that's that Sunday before. Well, now uh, that I tell them this, they go, oh, hey, by the way, yeah, we already knew all this. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, we already knew that Alicia left you. And this had been happening in silence for three weeks. So I was like, what? I don't understand. Like, did she reach out to you and tell you or call you to apologize or, you know, for, for sharing it this way or, you know, explain the fact that she lacked uh, the ability to stay married? Like, you know, how did you find out? And she goes, well, that Friday, I guess it was the Friday after she left, which is the Friday where she took half, the, I found out she took half the money and I hired the lawyer. Yeah. Um, Jake couldn't get a hold of me. And that was my best friend, uh, who was also my best man at my wedding. Uh, Jake couldn't get a hold of me, so he had to call my parents. So uh, to bring this full circle, I just want to mentally share this with you so that you can follow my thought process. So the man that my ex-wife asked to check on my physical well-being or check on my well-being after I left... Be, uh, le you know, that guy had to not only call me, then when he couldn't call me the day of, because I was asleep, because I hadn't slept since my wife left me, uh, then had to call my parents and break the news to them. So we had both secretly been keeping this in, in silence. But this is the man that was tasked by my ex to, to be in this role, and then the second that he's like, hey, wait a minute, I don't know if I necessarily agree with your statement here, she's like, deuces, you have to go. You have to go. And, and, and not thanks for everything you did and all that. It's like, you don't understand. You just don't clearly, clearly you don't get it. I mean, you've known Tim Castleman longer than I ever have, and you've seen him uh, now through two divorces uh, and all of these things, but you could possibly never know him like I could. Maybe, maybe not. So, yeah. So I tell my parents. That goes surprisingly well. Then I tell uh, my fr a, fr a, good fr a mutual friend here in town, uh, who is uh, a, a good friend of mine, super duper uber Catholic, uh, in, is his own words. And we're talking about it. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, and again, guys, I, you know, I, I may have worked in the church for a while. You know, I've been associated with the church quite a bit in my life. I'm not saying I have like this deep reverent understanding of it. So he has to explain to me how the fact that you abandon uh, your marriage and your wedding vows isn't exactly very Christian-like, which I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, he's like, that's not, you know, it's not what they say. They don't say when the going gets tough, peace, I'm out of here. The, the, you know, the biblical people say that you should stay around and if if you don't that's fine maybe you should work on it so 
I have to go through this entire freaking process of telling the people that are closest to me. And what happens is um, funny things start happening. So friends that we go on vacation with every year hit us up. Hey, guys, we're planning the trip for this year, and this is what we're thinking. What do you guys think? And then I, I, Tim Castleman, have to be the one that goes, hey, guys, sorry to inform you, but we are no longer a boy band partnership. And so all of this is left on me. To the point that one of her best friends, quote unquote, uh, texts me and she's like, hey, I want to come by and see you and Alicia. And I'm like, I, you can't do that because she doesn't live here anymore. And her her friend goes, oh, that's okay. She doesn't really communicate with me anymore or that much. So, so if you don't mind, I'd like to keep you in the divorce. It's pretty telling when your own best friend finds out that you're getting a divorce and goes, yeah, hey, I want to keep you in the divorce, please, over the person that I was best friends with. Uh, by the way, that, that opinion would not hold within months of no contact of my own, meaning I didn't contact her once. Suddenly I was public enemy, number one, again. So, you know, but again, it's the friend rule. You're supposed to hate me. I get it, right? I'm the worst. I'm the worst person ever. All I did, all I ever tried to do was provide the best quality of life I could financially for us, uh, you know, while admitting that I did have faults uh, when it came to support and emotionally uh, being there. Like, I, I get it. Again, I'm not a perfect man. I'm certainly not saying I'm uh, on this ivory tower. So this all happens. So now we start the process of having that happen. Uh, then, this is towards the end of January, you know, then Valentine's Day comes. That's real fun to be single on Valentine's Day, separated. Uh, and, yeah, it just, you know, at this point, a life is still sucking and life is uh, in, in shock. Um, but I've got a couple things that I know are keeping me busy. I've got two big work projects that will take up a good chunk of my time. In addition to that, I have booked through the website, scottscheapflights.com, scottscheapflights.com, free plug for them. Uh, I have booked a round-trip ticket to Paris, France for the month of May. Why did you book a round-trip ticket? Be real. Keep it 100, as the kids like to say, uh, to stay alive because I'm still struggling with depression, even to this day, well, I never recorded this in August. I still have good weeks, bad weeks, good, but now they're starting to be good days and bad days, not good weeks, bad weeks. Um, so that all happens. Uh, so, I, yeah, so I'm struggling with depression. I can't get out of bed. Uh, after a couple of weeks of therapy, my therapist basically strongly recommends uh, and nudges me to get on antidepressants, which are helping. Um, but I just felt like, man, I have to get out and I have to get away. And also... I had made a list of things that I wanted to do, you know, if I was single, you know, you bitch, if I was single, I'd be traveling more, I'd be doing this, I'd be doing that. So when I went and told uh, my friends here locally, one of the things I told several of them was, hey, I told you I wanted to travel more if I was single. I also told them back when we were married that, uh, you know, I loved Alicia Casimo with all my heart and soul, but if I ever got divorced, I'd never do it again. So I was like, first... Try to keep me to that one. Second, um, I told you I wanted to travel. So if I don't travel, I want you... I, I, I told my friend this clear as day. I said, a year from today, if I have not taken at least one major trip, I want you to come over to my house and just punch me straight in the face. And he was like, yeah, okay, cool, got it. Uh, so I don't want to get punched in the face because I'm a lover, not a fighter. So I decided that I uh, was going to book this round trip uh, trip 
to Paris to do that. The other thing is because my business is location independent, uh, I have the ability to do that. And for years, for years, I had begged my ex to do something similar. I wanted to get an RV, travel around the U.S. together. I wanted us to um, become digital nomads. I wanted her to come work for me. I wanted her to quit her job, and I would pay for everything. These are all offers that I extended at various points along our marriage, and that didn't happen uh, because of the issues that my ex has surrounding money and having men... um, take care of her I guess I, I don't know the right way to say that but basically uh, her dad uh, used to hold money over her head and was real POS um, you know this is all according to her um, and as a result of that you know she had a hard time trusting men um, and didn't want money held over her and to feel powerless right now no problem if it was a vacation or, or a Louis Vuitton bag or a new house or a new car or trips or whatever, that was not a problem. Zero problem with that stuff. Um, but when it came to working for someone, committing to someone full-time, or you know, just being retired at the age of 33, um, and having your husband take everything, that wasn't something she was really interested in. Which, hey, that's her issues. Hopefully she'll work through them uh, eventually. But that's, uh, that's what's going on. Um, then several other things kind of happen. You know, it's kind of a... Uh, bits and bites episode a little while down the line um she goes to a concert we're not facebook friends by the way in fact she's blocked me on facebook now i I have no idea why um maybe she just wants me totally out of her life and it's like hey if i'm gonna abandon you know you in the physical sense i should abandon you in the digital sense uh i did ask her to remove all the tags and photos of me i tags not photos of me uh, online just because like yeah if i wasn't good enough to stay with, and I don't want you to be like, hey, I remember this time that Tim and I were doing this. It's just a weird thing. Um, she also kept my last name, which I thought was weird, because it's like, if I was such a, a monster that you had to abandon our marriage in the middle of the night without talking, like, why would you want any tieback or association to me? That's fine. Hey, that's cool. Makes it easy, right? I guess for her. Um, so yeah, so about this time, uh, even though we're not Facebook friends, I am still friends with a few of her friends on Facebook, and they post a photo of, of them all going to the Garth Brooks concert. Garth Brooks, got him, God bless America, Texas. Country artist guy came and did like nine shows here in Lubbock, and she went to one of them. And I made a comment, right? I, I made a smart-ass comment on it intentionally uh, because I wanted to, right? Uh, and I was like, holy crap, you got her to stay up past midnight to go to a show? Well, first you got to go to a show, and then you got her to stay up past midnight. And here's why, for those of you who obviously can't peer inside my brain, here's why this was a big thing. Like, I have probably been to 150 concerts in the last three to four years. That's how big of a concert goer I am. Uh, actually, uh, the day of this recording, I'm going to, <laughs> this is my schedule. I'm going to a concert, okay, tonight, a concert tomorrow, fly out uh, to Oregon, probably see a show or two there, come back, drive to a festival, drive to a festival, Okay, come back from that festival, stop off at another festival, and then come home like two weeks later. That's that's how I'm living uh, my life, just to show you kind of how big uh, I am into music, right? Oh, and by the way, I also picked up concert photography again this year, uh, or photography, and specifically concert photography, again, just because it's kind of important to me, right? Um, 
And she had maybe been to five shows with me the entire time we were together. Because she was a big fan of Jesus, and that's all she listened to was, like, K-Love and all that stuff, right? If, it, if you wrote a song about Jesus, don't worry, she bought it. But if you wrote a song about back that ass up, right, or drop it like it's hot, or uh, e- even, like, Texas Country or something like that, just not a fan, right? Just not a fan. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, there were times when my ex was a little bit of a night owl, um, but by and large, by 10 o'clock at night, she was in bed. She, you know, so there was no operation fun uh, to to do that. Uh, our date nights consisted of like going to the same restaurants. Maybe if we wanted to spice it up, uh, you know, go to like a, you know, change things. But it, it wasn't very original. And certainly, like the fact she went to that concert kind of surprised me. Um, so. Anyway, uh, so her friend, so I, I make a comment on it, basically like, oh, I can't believe, you know, you got her to go to a concert and um, to, uh, let's see, can't, can't believe you got her to go to a concert, oh, and to stay up past midnight, right? So, of course, the friend that writes this post PMs me and is like, hey, I wasn't going to respond. That's, that's a girl's favorite response. Look, I wasn't going to say anything, but for the next four hours, let me tell you, Everything is wrong with you, right? And she lists this big, long diatribe of like, you know, if you were softer and gentler and kinder and more loving and caring and forgiving and understanding and patient and time. It's basically like the worst fucking Hallmark card ever. You know, if you just lived, if you loved, if you laughed, if you mattered, then, then she would have done that to you. And I'm like... Okay, but if I don't do all of those things that Hallmark says, then it's perfectly acceptable for her to abandon the marriage? Like, I don't understand. So basically what you're telling me is, if I don't meet my part of the Hallmark agreement in your mind, it's perfectly acceptable for her to leave me, you know? And then she's like, listen, I'm not going to get into it, right? Whenever whenever you confront them with facts, like, okay, I get that, but uh, if I don't do that, then you could totally leave me, take the dog, you know, all of those things again. They're like, I don't want to get into it. It's like, well, no, 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 you, you reach out to me, sweetheart, like two-ton Christy. I mean, you reached out to me, right? You've been a guest in my house. You stayed in my house when you were broke. Remember? Remember that? Or, or did you forget that? Was I not an evil piece of shit when you needed somewhere to stay? I'm just, just curious. Uh, um, so, yeah. So fun times. Uh, so she reaches out and I, I, you know, I respond back and I'm like, okay, so is this the deal? You know, like, so, so if I don't meet my part of the Hallmark agreement, it's okay for her to leave. That's what you're telling me. And it's like, listen, I don't want to get in the middle of it. I'm not changing side. You did her wrong. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay. Interesting. So she blocks me, and you know we're no longer Facebook friends. And I'm really sad that I don't have uh, someone that's never been married or in a serious relationship. You know, about passive judgment on my marriage. I'm really sad I no longer have them in my life. Um, but the whole time this is going on, it's like a Sunday, I think. The whole time this is going on, um, and that happens. Like two or three hours later, I'm actually talking with a friend of mine. I'm like, okay, like I, you know. I feel like I should address this with the ex, and um, we've been texting back and forth. They don't remember the particulars of it, but I look up. I'm, I'm literally on my computer responding to this email, um, and I look up in my driveway, and guess who's there? Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Tell a friend. Nope, not Eminem, unfortunately. That would have been awesome. Nope, it's Alicia 
Castleman. Can't do the voice right now, apparently, for some reason. Maybe it's because I'm being super serious on this. Who knows? So she's shown up on my driveway. Now, this is after she said she wants to get a divorce. This is after the last time she came over to the house to drop stuff off. She left all mad and screaming. And this is right after her friend basically told me that because I wasn't a Hallmark commercial card dude, that, you know, I was the biggest piece of shit ever. So she comes over, um, and uh, I can't I had dinner planned that night with my parents. So she comes over, and I'm like, hey, I have like 15 minutes because I've already got plans, and I'm leaving. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, listen, um, Two-Ton Christy shared her e- her email or her PM message back and forth, and, you know, I just don't want you, you know, she, she comes over, and she says something like, I remember, I, this is the one thing I remember she said. She goes, like, selfishly, like, I don't want you thinking that I'm a bad person and that I didn't leave you to hurt you and that I had my, I didn't know what to do and, you know, mo- I was at my emotional max and, you know, like, I just didn't know what to do here. And, you know, I, I, I went to concerts plenty of time with you, five and, and like, our entire lifetime is a lot. And I've stayed up late with you in the past, and I just don't want you thinking, you know, I don't want you thinking bad things of me. And I'll tell you the same thing I told her, which is, I'm not judging you based on anything but your actions. Up until, I mean, up until January 11th, 2017, I thought I was married to practically the second coming of Jesus. The Mother Teresa of marriage, if you will. But after that, I'm just based on your actions. Again, these are just your actions. Not it's not me. It's you. These are these are your actions. You did abandon our marriage, right? I didn't abandon our marriage. You know, like it's all semantics, right? You did take the dog. You took the money. And these are things I keep repeating to you, right? And I, I get I get that they're nauseous to hear the same thing over and over. But it's like I have to constantly remind them, like, yeah, I didn't do any of this. This was all your doing. Um, so I I'm like, yeah, and. And that, I mean, she basically came over to be like, I'm a good person and plead her case to me. And I'm like, well, based upon your actions, I mean, you you know, you refuse to pay half the bills now. You only want to pay half the mortgage, right? I come to find out the reason why, the reason why other plans are afoot. See, even though we're not divorced and even though there's grumblings here and there of reconciliation, what I don't know, and I think I found out at, at this one, or another meeting down the line. Um, oh no, I, I think I found out. I think I find out when she shows up drunk at my favorite bar. Anyway, in this episode or a future episode, probably future episode, I come to find out that she has moved out of her sister's house and now she's got her own place. So think about this. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do if we're going to reconcile what's going to happen. All of these things. She tells me, "Hey, I'm not going to pay half the mortgage." taking one further step back, or every uh, half the bills except for the mortgage. Then um, then I come to find out she's moved out of her sister's house into a lease. So how, how exactly did you plan on reconciling our marriage if you were already in a commitment to a, a, someone for six months? Like, that's that's weird. That's totally weird. And there's more of this to come. More doublespeak, more, you know, I don't want you to think I'm a bad person. Uh, just don't judge me on my actions. Just don't judge me on my actions. Judge me on my words here. I judge you on your actions, not your words. 
but I don't want you to do that to me. That's that's kind of how I felt and how I feel kind of going through that, you know. Jake, listen, I need you to check on Tim and, and be the intermediary and do all these things when I need you. And then when I don't need you, you're out of my life and you don't you just don't understand me. I'm an independent woman now and Tim is just this monster. Don't you know? Don't you know? A guy who built a house for me, who took me all over the world, who gave me financial freedom, who did his best to support the way that he knew how. Don't you know that guy's a monster? I mean, surely you you can understand from my zero uh, arrest or run-ins with the law, the fact that there has never, ever been a recorded, documented, uh, or even accusation of abuse of any kind, that I am some type of monster. At least that's what I'm led to believe, and it's certainly how I allow myself to feel for many weeks and months and only recently have I come to decide like uh, probably not a monster maybe bad maybe even failing in certain areas in the relationship but really really good in others and just because I get an A in one and an F in other, uh, other doesn't mean I'm a terrible person just means I need to address certain areas of my relationships going forward which I have and continue to do so man these always go longer than I think they are. Um, but that's kind of where uh, I think I want to leave it. Uh, where I want to pick up next time is the bar incident. Because that's the one that's sticking out in my head. And there's so many different dynamics that have to go with that. Um, so the bar incident, uh, to give you a little forecast, is I- I'm at my favorite bar. I'm being introduced to a very lovely young lady. I shake her hand. I feel winter is coming behind me, for a Game of Thrones reference, right? I turn around, and lo and behold, who stands there but Alicia Castleman. So there's your cliffhanger for the week. I will see you next week when we talk about the bar incident and uh, share all those things, kind of wrap these things up. I don't know how many more of these I got in me. Uh, It's been very cathartic to share these, uh, very helpful to share them as well. Um, And it's just been... Uh, it's just been good to kind of get this stuff out and and mentally process it. And my goal is um, to just share my experience here and to kind of shed this stuff uh, from my life. So thanks so much for your time and attention listening to this one, and I will see you on the next one.